The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Storytelling inspires, engages, and moves people to action. It's a superpower that anyone can learn. Welcome to Story Powered with your host, Leanne Pico. Stories can hold you back, and stories can move you forward. Let our program help you activate your storytelling superpower and take your business to the next level. Now, here is Leanne Pico. Hello, and welcome to Story Powered. I'm Leanne Pico, and I'm your host for Story Powered today. I'm very excited. We have such an exciting show today. Uh, We're switching things up a little bit. I have two guests, two wonderful, smart women to talk to about mindset today. So I'm so looking forward to that. But before we get started, I want to thank my guest from last week, Mike Michalowicz. Mike is the author of Profit First and The Pumpkin Plan, and we had a great chat about how to create a better money story for ourselves. Uh, if you want to check that out, it's on the on-demand library in the story, on the Story Powered page. And you can, it's a really great episode if, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it. But don't do that just yet. So today we have, um, we're going to be talking to someone with great experience of changing her own mindset. Um, and then she actually wrote a book about it. And then after the break, we will be chatting to Helen Kuiper from 24-7 Storytelling about shifting business mindset through story. Helen's been here before, and um, I'm delighted that she come back and, and talk to us about the big stories that, that run through our businesses. So before that, I want to start with the story of the week. And this week on the story of the week, we have a guest. And I have invited our guest because I was inspired by her story and by her ability to talk about how a shift in mindset was was so important in her life. So Yvonne Ruke Akpovita is here to tell us her story, like, like I said, about mindset change in her life and how it impacted her. Yvonne has been described as a speaker who inspires her audience to take immediate action towards the change they desire. She's passionate about positive change and works with entrepreneurs and organizations to help implement change that drives results and enables them to achieve their goals. She is an author, inspirational speaker, change management consultant, and certified John C. Maxwell leadership coach. Yvonne is also the author of the book, Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life. Welcome, Yvonne. Thank you, Leanne. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm delighted you could make it. I'm so delighted. So um, we're going to go straight into your story, and I'm going to get you to tell us a bit about yourself. So, Yvonne, what's your story? My story, where do I start? I have so many stories I could tell you today. That's true. (laughs) We all do. That's very true. (laughs) We have so many. So sometimes we think we have no story, but we have so many when we dig deep. Um, I think the one that is the biggest for me, um, which really impacted my life, and when I talk about mindsets or mindset shift, is uh, my weight, you know, um, I've been overweight all my life, you know, when I was knee high, say maybe seven years old, and now I'm going <laughs> in my late 30s. I've been overweight all, all of my life. And I got to the point where I tried all kinds of things. I don't know if you're familiar with 
with having to lose weight, but there are all kinds of things you can try out there. I think my biggest had to be the carbohydrate addicts diet. There's always one diet or the other, a very big industry. And I, I'll try one thing and not be successful, try something else, not be successful. And then one day I just saw a picture of myself and it seemed to just activate something in my mind. And I said, you know what? I have to lose this weight. And I think that was even the easiest thing for me, losing the weight. The biggest thing for me was getting to a point where even after I'd lost the weight, I still thought I was overweight. I'd lost over 90 pounds. I'd gone down Congratulations. From, <laughs> thank you. I'd gone down from a dress size US 14, 16 down to a US 8. However, every time I looked in the mirror, I still saw myself as somebody who was overweight. And this began to even impact my life and, you know, the way I did things, you know, I still thought I was fat. I actually thought I was crazy. And then I read something around phantom fat, you know, and that was something that said, you know, sometimes we still think we're big or we're overweight and that's just something to do with our mindset. It's the way we think. It's the way we do things. And I found out that I struggled to keep that weight off. I had to, I struggled more to keep the weight off than I actually struggled to lose the weight, you know, because I could really not see myself as having lost weight. I couldn't come to terms with it. My mind hadn't caught up with my body in terms of doing it. And so until I was able to shift my mindset and change the way I do things, then I was was able to start to see change in my life. And I'll say that even... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, you know, Ivana, so, that's so fascinating. And thanks for sharing that. I, it's a, a very personal thing to talk about and really appreciate you sharing it uh, here. Now, the thing that I, is, is really fascinating and, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about is so when, you know, for everybody, you know, and anyone certainly moving um, past their 30s and 40s, <laughs> weight is an issue, health is an issue. Feeling physically fit is, is something that we all uh, battle with in the latter part of our lives significantly. But the thing about mindset is that um, often we think, oh, well, if I just lost 10 pounds, my life would be better. Um, if I lo- just lost this weight, life would be better. And, and so there's lots of people wandering around thinking, you know what, like everything in my life that is causing a problem is due to my weight. If I just mm-hmm. lost mm-hmm. this amount of weight, life would be better. It's fascinating mm-hmm. that you say that life wasn't necessarily better. Mm-mm, not at all. Um, because everything starts with the mind. One of the things that, you know, I had to say um, I had an advantage of was that I never thought my weight stopped me from doing things, you know, because everybody would say, oh, you're so confident, you carry it so well. So I never thought it stopped me from doing things. So I had more of an issue after I'd lost the weight. I now beca- I became so much more self-conscious. You know, I started to think my weight affected everything. It was now wow. only about the last 10 pounds. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, that, that's that, such a difference from what people yeah, who, who so, are, are dieting all the time think. They think... Yeah, it's it that's so very interesting that that mm-hmm. uh, you moved into a, a completely different mindset that was in fact less a little bit less confident maybe. 
Yes, it was actually. And because and there was so much struggle in my mind, and I found out that I had to start to deal with the root cause, you know, and that's the thing about around mindset is that we've, it's been shaped around from our environment, how we've grown up, the programs we watch, people we surround ourselves with. And I talk about that in my book when I say that um, we have we have all the information available to us, but except we're available, um, able to start to change our mindset and deal with the root cause that is making us to think in a certain way. For every step we take forward, we're going to take a step backwards. You know, there's things that influence us unconsciously that we don't realize and we think, okay, if I just do this, you know, if I just lose 10 pounds, I'll be okay. If I just get that deal, I'll be okay. You know, you just, so you, you, we keep on dealing with things that are on the surface. However, when it comes to dealing with our mindset, we have to go and dig dig deep into our subconscious, our unconscious, and determine what the root cause is, what is causing us to be in a certain way or think a certain way, and then we can start to take steps to overcome those things in order to achieve our goals. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I often refer to mindset as our internal story. And Mm -hmm. like you say, we have lots of stories, but sometimes there is, sometimes stories rise up and and take precedence over others. And mindset is one of those in terms of, you know, how we feel about ourselves and our ability to succeed in life. Mm -hmm. Um, But also tell me, so, so you're talking about digging deeper and and getting to the, to the root cause. So how do you, how did you actually, like, when did you know and how did you know when you had shifted from feeling stuck to a new way of being and in a new mindset in, in your own life? Mm. Um, I have to say that I've had different, what I call aha moments. I've had the moments. I think the first thing, um, first of all, losing the weight, my first moment, moment was seeing a picture and it was really asking myself very deep. And in my book, I always say pause, reflect, and dig deep. You know, asking myself that very deep question about have you, have you done all it is that you know that you need to do in order to lose weight? You know, have you really, really done it? You know, really ask myself those tough questions until you're able to answer those questions truly and not blame something else. Oh, if only I had this. If only um, the gym was close to me. If only I had a personal chef like, you know, the celebrity. You know, <laughs> That's my favorite. I, <laughs> I always think I need to be Oprah in order to. You know, once you start, once you just take all those excuses out and say, what can I really do and start to take responsibility for ourselves and then begin to surround ourselves um, with the right type of information, with the right type of thoughts, feed ourselves with the right thoughts, um, surround ourselves with the right people, then you begin to shift, you know. But if you suddenly think, okay, yes, I want to do this, I want to achieve a new goal, and but you remain in the same environment or surround yourself with the same people that have held you back or keep on thinking the same thoughts you're thinking, then you find yourself still in the same place. So that mind shift, um, shift took place when I was able to really ask myself deep questions and really honestly answer to myself and nobody else on how important it was to me and how much work I was prepared to put into it. And that's the same thing with anything we want to do, even with our business. I, th- I think one of the, when people talk about fear, 
I know people fear even losing weight. I've never feared losing weight, but when I think about fear, I think about it from my business perspective, where I had this strong fear for sales. So even though I was great at writing, speaking, and coaching and mentoring small businesses and consulting with big organizations, when it came to sales, I was so scared of selling. <laughs> you know, I, and my right. fear was rejection. I didn't want to be rejected when I went out there and told somebody buy something from me and they said no. So I just stopped doing what I needed to do. But even with my business, when I asked myself that very deep question in terms of what's holding me back, and I realized fear was holding me back, then I was able to start to overcome that fear, surround myself with people that would help me overcome that fear, get the required knowledge that would help me overcome it, and I began to see the kind of results that I wanted to see. Oh, that's fantastic. And thank you for bringing up the, the word fear, because I think that that's, that really does, you know, um, in terms of our mindset, it, it, it really is a core piece. And it doesn't matter whether you're an individual trying to lose weight or a CEO of a business trying to take mm-hmm. it to the next level. The, the issue of fear is, is, is all pervasive sometimes, and it really mm-hmm. does impact mindset. So yeah. I'm wondering, you know, you mentioned sales. So we're talking about weight, and it's interesting because, um, you know, uh, a lot of people might be thinking, hey, what's this got to do with, with uh, anything that I have going on? And, and mm-hmm. the piece is, I mean, first of all, the, the, the issue of weight is so deeply personal and so deeply, mm-hmm. you know, like you say, it's kind of, it, well, it's personal and public, actually. Mm-hmm. Like you say, there are so many people who have tried so many things to, to change. And, mm-hmm. and the miracle doesn't happen when you've, you've uh, lost 50 pounds, as we've just said. No. <laughs> but similarly, like you just talked about, when we're in business, the miracle isn't going to happen with the next big deal either mm-hmm. or the next big sale. No. So I'm wondering in terms of, for anybody who's running a business, what, what do you think in terms of, how did the shifting your mindset with weight help you get over your fear of, um, you know, and, and apply that? It's like a transferable skill almost. How did it help you get over your fear of, of trying to make sales for your business? Um, it came up with being confident with myself and being confident in what I had to offer. So once you become confident that, you know, I have a good service here, I have a great product or service here, and somebody out there is looking for it and somebody else wants it, and they're just waiting for me to present it to them, I started to think very differently. So that was, again, a shift in mindset, you know, when I would say, you know what, you know, somebody out there wants it, and I'm going to go out there and find that person. Yes, I may get rejected by the first person, but for every 10 people I reach, one person is going to want it. So it's just a matter of finding that one person. You know, it took me having not to think myself as a nuisance because most times when you want to make that sale or reach out to that person or send that email out or ask for the sale, you, you might feel, oh, I'm a nuisance. Oh, this thing may not work. You know, we keep on second-guessing ourselves. And for me, I had to stop second-guessing myself. I had to be more confident in myself. And similar to my weight where I was struggling with it after I'd lost all that weight, but yet I was still focused on the last 10 pounds, I had to become more confident in, look, I've come really far. I've done fantastically. I'm, I'm good at what I do. And the same with my weight. I look good, <laughs> you know. Yes. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, you know, really be confident in my person and also be confident in my products and service I had to offer and say somebody else wants it out there and they just need me to present it to them and I just have to find out who that one person is. So once you have that sense of, yes, 
I'm good. You know, yes, I believe in myself. Yes, I believe in that product I have to offer. Then you, you're able to go out there and just keep going and be persistent. And again, that's one of the principles I talk about in my book is, the, you know, being persistent and keep on going because even with your weight loss, you will see that you get to a place, you're not seeing any results. So you start to think, oh, maybe I need to stop. Maybe this is a sign from God or above or the universe telling me, you know, it's not working. It doesn't matter. I should stop right. doing this. Yes. <laughs> you know? yes, that sounds very familiar in, terms of, yeah. in all sorts of ways. And again, yeah, you know, yeah. as a business owner, we've a lot of us have gone through it too where we go through a week and we haven't had a new new clients and we think oh it's a sign it's a sign yeah. and we always think that somebody else is somehow in charge yeah. of, of our um of our week but it's and it's interesting just in terms of that that what you've just said Yvonne because I think it's that shift from your and it is shifting your story internally so mm-hmm. your internal story of fear or I'm not good enough because that's what the fear is like you said fear of rejection I'm not good enough therefore and so we need to shift from that mm-hmm. to a, I am good enough, mm-hmm. I have great things to offer, and just mm-hmm. get out there. That's basically, you know, the shift in story that we're talking about, isn't it? Yes, and you put it very well when you said, you know, changing your story, changing what you believe about yourself, and, you know, changing your story to what you are and who you are, and that's, you know, talking in the affirmative, you know, this is me, this is what I am doing, this is what I have the ability to do, and I'm great at this, I believe in this, you know, once you start to think positively, the universe starts to connect with you in terms of how it is you're thinking, because if you think negative things, you gravitate towards those negative things you're thinking. Your decisions gravitate towards those negative things you're thinking. If you're thinking about the chocolate cake, you're going to keep on gravitate, gravitating towards the chocolate cake. But if you start That's to true. think about, you know, you know, I want to go to the gym, I want to go to the gym, I'm not going to be happy until I go to the gym. Then you, you, you go to the gym because you're not happy until you go to the gym. And the same thing with that business sale. You know, I'm going to get that sale, I'm going to get that sale. And then you begin to have all kinds of ideas and thoughts and and, you know, you're able to, you get more creative in being able to get that sale. But if you say, oh, I'm not going to get that sale, then you're not going to get that sale. But you believe you're going right. to get it, you get it. If you speak to the best salesman out there, they'll tell you it starts with having a positive belief and mindset that it's going to happen. Oh, that's great. That's great advice. So tell us how, so we've got, we've just got a couple of minutes left. But Yvonne, how, how has your life changed? How is your life different? <laughs> I don't know. Um, like I with the mindset change. With the mindset change. With the mindset change, you know, um, I think it's just become much more fuller. So if I said I didn't have a great life before, I'd be lying. But, you know, I've had a great life before, but my life is just so much better in the way I see things and the way I view things. You know, I have more a, a sense of peace about things. You know, I I... I get happy, you know, it's just like I keep on going from momentum to momentum, you know, things just, I just find the universe working in favor with me because of the way I'm starting to think, the way I believe, the way I look at things, I see more opportunities, I see more solutions, I get more creative, I attract the right kind of people towards me. So having that mindset and understanding the power of mindset just seems to be like a magnet, (laughs) you know. That's fantastic. you know, attract more and more um, greatness towards me. That's wonderful. Thank you, Yvonne. We really appreciate you being here, and I'm sure all the listeners are are delighted to hear your story. Tell us, how do we get in contact with you to um, talk to you more and to get your book? 
Um, you can just search for me with my name, Yvonne Ruke Activator, or Olive Blue, O L I V B L U E dot com. And if you just search, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You know, the whole nine yards. So if you search for me on Google, you definitely will find every opportunity to reach out to me in whatever way you need to. That's perfect. Thank you so much, Yvonne. We really appreciate you sharing your story. Thank you, Leanne. Thank you so much for having take me. Take care. I being on here. Okay, Bye. we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. So we're now going to take a commercial break. I'm Leanne Picot, and you're listening to Story Powered. We've just been talking to Yvonne Ruke Akpaveta, and you can see her details on the Story Powered homepage her, under the guest, um, guest details. And as Yvonne said, you can contact her at Yvonne at oliveblue.com. Her, that's her business, Olive Blue, and her book is Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life. So stay tuned because after the break, we're going to be talking to Helen Kuyper from 24-7 Storytelling and taking this conversation from an individual level to a business level. They're not that far away when it comes to story, but there are certain things that, that impact our businesses in terms of how we, we uh, form our mindsets as well as shift them. So look forward to talking to Helen after the break. We'll see you in a moment. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Activate and grow your storytelling superpower with Leanne Pico of Very Good Stories. Stories inspire, stories engage, and stories move people to action. It's pretty powerful stuff. Story coach Leanne Pico will help you develop your storytelling skills to be a more effective leader, build a more powerful brand, or create a team of storytelling powerhouses. You can email Leanne at leanne at verygoodstories.com or check out her website at verygoodstories.com. Contact Leanne today to grow your storytelling superpower. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Story Powered with Leanne Pico. If you want to find out more about Leanne or the program, connect with us on the web at verygoodstories.com. Now, back to Story Powered. Hello, welcome back to Story Powered with me, your host, Leanne Pico. Well, before the break, we had a very interesting chat with Yvonne Ruquet-Aquavita about individual mindset change and the stories we tell her ourselves. 
Um, Yvonne was talking about her weight loss and about um, how even when she lost weight, it didn't actually change who she thought she was and how she felt about herself. And that required a deeper dive into shifting mindset. And we talked a little bit about that in, in creating fears and dealing with fears and how we overcome them in our business life as well. So now we're going to move into shifting completely into the business setting, um, talking about mindset and story. I'm delighted to welcome Helen Kuiper back to the show to talk about it with me. Helen was here with us on my very first show, The Power of Story, which um, if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, you you know, it's a real must. It was a fantastic first episode, and, and it's on our in demand, on-demand library, so have a listen there. But no, don't go yet. I'm going to tell you a bit about Helen. So Helen is a born storyteller and won't let a moment pass to tell a great story. She's grow- She grew up in the Netherlands with a Dutch father and Irish mother. And Helen's able to combine the best of both worlds with, with that background, the, best, the power of a great story with the relevant facts. Um, Helen specializes in facilitation large-scale interventions. The more complicated the problem, the larger the group, the more she's in her element. She excels at making the complex understandable, the simple profound, and the way forward clear. Besides running brainstorm sessions, she also trains facilitators. And so the reason I've asked Helen to come and talk to us about business mindset is that with her and her partner, Lily, in their business 24-7 storytelling, this is what they do. They go into very large uh, businesses and organizations and, and work with people. And um, she's not afraid of any size of group. So, so I, I frankly admire that. So, Helen, welcome to Story Powered. Thanks for being with us here again. Thank you very much, Leanne, for having me again. It's great to talk to you uh, again uh, with hopefully lots of people listening to our conversation. Absolutely. There, there's tons, I'm sure. Um, so now, listen, I've, I heard a rumor that you've been asked to go to the Sudan to do a TED Talk. Ah, yes. The rumor, yeah, yeah, it's absolutely true. Yeah, I've been asked to um, to to be a TED speaker in Sudan, in the capital city of Khartoum. Uh, I was there last year to um, actually do storytelling training, and um, this year they asked me back to be a uh, to be a TED speaker. And I absolutely, I'm del- to be honest with you, I am both delighted and petrified. I can imagine. And, Congratulations! Um, it's a great opportunity. <laughs> Yes, it's great, and I'm pleased just to make one thing very clear. I'm not petrified about going to, to Sudan. I've been there no. before, absolutely loved yes. one of my greatest people to meet. It's just the fact that, you know, I've done it before, and preparing for, for I've done a similar talk, and preparing for a TED Talk, you know, when you're being filmed and everything, and I want it's to do a true. great job. It's just... Uh, absolutely. You know. Well, it's a TED Talk, so, and, and you have done, a, and again, it's on, on the uh, on Helen's page on the Story Powered website, you've done an egg talk, so Smarter Egg in Ireland had you, yes. and, and they've done it the other way around. They've had you come and do a talk, and now they're getting you to do some training. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. At the end of the month, I'll be in, in Cork, actually, for in Ireland, and um uh, I'm doing a, a, a training there, both a one-day and a two-day training for uh, from some of the Irish uh, storytellers out there. And nice. so, yeah, exactly. They did the other way around. They, I had the talk first and did the training, and in Sudan, I did the training first. And now, uh, now I'm doing the talk. It's very exciting. Very exciting. So, um, so let's get on to our topic today. So, we, you you had to listen to what Yvonne was talking about, and and I'm wondering. You know, we talked about individual stuff, and sometimes we d- we separate out our individual personalities, mindset, fears, etc. And a lot of times we separate that out um, from our business. And so why do you think a business mindset matters? How, how is it different or how is it the same? And why does it matter? 
Well, I mean, first, for, for a really, really practical reason, a business is made up of a bunch of individual mindsets. So uh, people coming to your business will always have an individual mindset, and then there's also something which is called the collective mindset of a business. And a lot of people will know this word. It's called culture. And the business culture, um, people try to think that it's, it's, you know, that business culture is defined by strategy, but actually when you think about it, the business culture is defined by stories. And it's defined by the stories that we, you know, it's defined by the stories that people tell each other that work for the business, and it's defined by the stories that people share about the business. So in a, in a business setting, and, and just, you know, it's a, you know, like you said in your introduction, we, we lead very large groups. But we also do, do smaller things, you know, we work one-on-one with, with startups, but also businesses that have five or 10 or 15 members of staff. And it doesn't really matter the size of your organization. As soon as you put a few people together, they, they start forming uh, also the collective mindset. Right. That and, makes a lot of uh, sense, Helen. That, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I just wanted to comment on that because it's, and so, a lot of times, um, you know, they're doing that unconsciously. You know, most a lot of businesses don't say, "Oh, okay, let, well, let's figure out our mindset. Let's figure out what our culture looks like. What is our what is our collective story?" It just kind of forms, doesn't it? Yeah, it forms, and actually, funny enough, it it forms in a uh, in an unconscious way, and it sometimes lingers for much longer than you think. Right? Uh, can I give you an example of something? Please, yes. Okay, yeah, because I'm, I'm sure maybe you've heard of it and some of the listeners will have heard of this, but there was an experiment done years back. Um, what they did was they put five monkeys into a cage and in the middle of the cage they placed a ladder. And on top of the ladder they put a banana. And as soon as one of the monkeys ran up to grab the banana, the other monkeys, they got sprayed with water. And then the next monkey would go up and try to get the banana and the other monkeys got sprayed with water again. So before you knew what was happening, the monkeys were beating up each other to make sure that somebody wouldn't go up and grab one of the bananas. So after a while, the scientists said, Let me, let's see what happens if we change one of, the, uh, one of the monkeys. So they pulled out one of the monkeys, put in a new monkey, and before you knew it, some of them, one of the monkeys climbed up the ladder, and the monkey started beating up on the other, the other monkey as well, even though he had no idea why they were beating up the monkey. And the scientists kept changing every one of the monkeys until there was five new monkeys in the space. All of them, every time somebody tried to go up the ladder to get the, mon- to get the banana, the monkeys would beat up each other. But none of the monkeys had actually any clue as to why they were beating up the, the other monkey <laughs> trying to climb up the ladder. And what happens wow. is that in businesses, in businesses, we actually tend to do the same thing. I'm not saying we that we tend to beat do. up our colleagues when something goes wrong. Well, what well. we do is that we have, the, we, have these, we have these unconscious influences that determine how a business runs itself. And that's anything from small day-to-day ways we do things to how we perceive ourselves as a business or how we act as a business. And then a lot of times what happens is that we continue to do things that we actually don't know anymore why we're doing them. And there might be very, very good legitimate reasons for doing it differently. But we formed something. We formed a collective mindset. That's well, and the other, sorry to interrupt, but it, oh, sorry, Helen. Yeah, it, and, and that's the thing. It is mind over matter, but I also wanted to, you know, there may be good reasons for doing it, but that also may play back to what we were talking, what I was talking about with Yvonne earlier, which is about fear. And so in the monkey story, which is a fantastic um, analogy, 
And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people listening are thinking, yeah, that feels awful a lot like my workplace right now. Um, the, 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 what happens is we create processes and policies and, and, and also just informal things that are happening. And they're all based on fear because the monkeys don't actually know that they're going to get sprayed. They fear they will and anticipate they will. And therefore, they have the behavior to to go with that, right? So it's it's a very yeah. interesting yeah. thing to to think that it's it's sometimes it's not based on anything other than fear or or a collection of of um, behaviors that have that have happened in the past. So therefore, this is what the future will look like. Yeah, and sometimes it's not you know sometimes it's not even based on fear. I mean, there's lots of things that we do that we think we get great feelings off of that, or, or we get good results of as a business, and we. We stick to it because we think, you know, this is giving us good results. Let's stick to it and make sure we keep going, even though if we do something differently, we might even get better results. So it's, it's, I, I normally don't speak uh, in terms of fear. I usually speak in terms of patterns. Right. Patterns form into a certain business and then we stick to those. I was talking, this was a few years ago, I was talking to a, a builder. Now, he wasn't, the, you know, the normal type of builder. He wanted to, he was a young guy and he had his own business and he wanted to be this, you know, this innovative builder. And he told me this story, which I actually find really fascinating. In Holland, I don't know if, you're, if you've ever heard this or aware of, our country is actually about 12 meters below sea level. So, if this, you know, if the sea ever rises due to climate change, we're in trouble because we'll get flooded. Right. And because our groundwater is so wet, we used to build our houses on poles. That's how they started building to build them on poles to make sure that the houses basically didn't drown. Uh, but in years, of course, the materials that we use have changed, and um, you know we now use concrete and all these kind of things. But a building practice was to to create something which I think you used a similar name. It's called crawl spaces. Right. Yes. Spaces underneath the house. And we used to have those for the wooden poles so they could breathe and they wouldn't crash and all those kind of things. But now that we're not even using wooden poles, we still have these really large crawl spaces. And he was this innovative builder and he said, you know, I went in to research why we were still doing it. And there wasn't any reason for doing it. (laughs) All builders continue to do it. Right, absolutely. And then he said, you know, I'm I'm a member of this business association full of builders and I told them this, you know, I was telling them this and they all looked at me like I was absolutely crazy. So he said my next step was to become the president of the building association so we could get this to do it. But they just kept doing it despite there not being a, a... a physical need anymore. They're right. still building these huge crawl spaces because that's the practice, that's the pattern we're in. It's the mindset they all created within the building world. Right. That makes a lot of sense. So, I mean, that's the thing is that, so it can be based on fear, but it, like you say, it can also be based on pattern and just, this is the way we've always done it. And, you know, again, in business, um, that's a dangerous place to be because, um, you know, the world changes and, and it moves forward. And, and we're actively seeing some interesting um, uh, moves away from the this is the way we've always done it in a lot of the new companies around the tech companies and some other companies I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Zappos, and, you know, that, that are actually getting ahead of the game and actually trying to um, steer the culture and create the collective mindset in a positive way rather than just accepting or, or allowing it to happen on its own. Yeah, exactly. Because there isn't there isn't such a thing as that collective mindset is, you know, bad per definition. It isn't. We all have, as a business, you have a collective mindset, and actually having the right collective mindset 
can be incredibly powerful. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, you know when, when you ask this question, you know, why is your business successful or why is a business successful? The answer is almost always it's the company's culture. It's because people are willing to work hard or they feel part of the business. They feel part of the family. Right. So and and how do they know what the... Collective mindset. Right. And, and, you know, the question right? is how do they know what that collective mindset is? And generally it's a story. Yeah, it's a really and great story. And, um, and, yeah, and usually it's a collection of stories. Right. So it isn't yeah. that, you know, it isn't that one story. It's a collection of stories that together builds the collective story of the, uh, of the company. And, you know, I love this. I always love this saying, you know, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Yes. And, um, and, and, it, and I, always just, I always love picturing that. But culture, in, in essence, is stories. And if you if you happen to if you create an environment where people feel part of the story, then they feel part of the you know the business. They feel part of the strategy. They feel an 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 a really active participant in the culture. And that's yes, where you I agree. Get, you know, success from. Well, and that's the piece around everybody's story is important within the within the business then. And, you know, in terms of that overriding story, I guess what I'm referring to is that kind of that piece about what do they stand on? What do they stand for? And so, you know, mm-hmm. a company like Zappos, for example, I mean, their story is happiness. They they create happiness with their with their customers. That's the point. And, and interestingly, they have an inverted way of doing business, which is they create happiness with their staff. And then their staff will create happiness with their customers who will then create happiness out in the world. So it's a very interesting piece around um, how to, you know, and that the staff are very much part of, like you say, feeding in their stories and, and being part of the overarching story as well. Yeah. Have you, you know, this is, I don't know if you've ever, ever visited them, uh, maybe the hotel or uh, if you can't afford it, like myself, you can visit them online. Right. But the Ritz Carlton <laughs> Hotel I'm not quite there yet, so that I can. No, me neither. Me hotel. neither. <laughs> we'll be there soon, Helen. I'm sure. Is, yes, exactly. You know, you need something to, to strive for. You know, you know, in That's the future. Right. That's right. Um, but the Ritz, the Ritz Carlton Hotel is great at doing this. I mean, I I just sent it off to to one of my clients today, also as an example. If you go to their website, they have something called uh, Ritz Carlton uh, Memories, and they they usually have a collection of stories where they share what has happened in their hotels. And, you know, you can say, you know, it's a Ritz-Carlton and it's expensive and, you know, they can afford to have good service, but they actually do something which they call personalized service. And they tell the stories and and their staff behaves that way. You know, they they know that they can go that extra mile. I mean, one of the stories I thought was so great, the, uh, the the bellman or whatever the correct term for that is, but you heard a little boy saying, you know, Dad, will Santa be able to find us now that we're staying at a hotel? And that night, he created something to cre- and so that he could make um, footsteps, you know, the hoofs of oh, uh, the reindeer in the snow, in the snow. So And then he, right. and he got his presents. And the next day, the little boy woke, woke up and looked at the window and he saw, like, you know, the root of the reindeer footsteps in the snow. And, the, you know, the, the guy didn't have to do that, the bellboy, but he knew what the company story was. The company story is about personalized service. And he thought, this yes. is something that I can do. And it's great. And it's not just that he did. He didn't do that to get his, his story told online. He did it because he wanted to, because he felt part of the company. Yeah. But what Rick, Rick Carlton does is they take it one step further, and then they share that story. 
and that becomes part of the bigger story of the Ritz Carlton. And they're, they're sure quite they're good at it. And uh, I mean, those stories, uh, take some time out and read them. They're great. Oh, I will. And, and as you say, I mean, those stories, the stories of customer experiences, of staff, of staff going above and beyond. I mean, those are stories that not only the Ritz is sharing, but every customer who's ever come in contact with them is probably sharing it too. So, so that's a really great example of a mindset um, that has been created and that is actually um, something that's positively driven and where a business has um, really taken the lead and said, this is what we're about. This is our story. This is who we are. And then, and then actually collected stories and enabled staff to create their own within within its own realm. So I think that's such a great example, Helen. So now we're going to be um, moving into a break now. You are listening to Story Powered with Liam Pico. And my guest is Helen Kuiper of 24-7 Storytelling. Helen is in Holland but works internationally. She travels all over the place. And she is able to be contacted at Helen at 247storytelling.com. And you can also check out her egg talk in Ireland at smarteregg.com. You should have a watch of that because it's, it's a really great um, piece. Um, I also wanted to put a little plug in here in terms of I have a masterclass coming up in March that I am delivering in partnership with Lure Communications. If you're in the Toronto area on March 12th, you can um, come along and learn how to tell your own story and, and uh, you can hone it, craft it, and then learn how to share it. And that's in downtown Toronto on March 12th. And you can find out how to sign up for that on my website at www.verygoodstories.com. So Helen and I will be back in a couple minutes after the break to talk about business mindset and how to go about changing one. So we've talked a little bit about you know, the business mindsets that can be created and the ones that create themselves, essentially. Um, but the question is, when you've got one, how do you change it? So um, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes after the break. And this is Liam Pico with Story Powered. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. Activate and grow your storytelling superpower with Leanne Pico of Very Good Stories. Stories inspire, stories engage, and stories move people to action. It's pretty powerful stuff. Story coach Leanne Pico will help you develop your storytelling skills to be a more effective leader, build a more powerful brand, or create a team of storytelling powerhouses. You can email Leanne at leanne at verygoodstories.com or check out her website at verygoodstories.com. Contact Leanne today to grow your storytelling superpower. Conversations concerning money can be a bit daunting. There can be limitations with building wealth. And in general, people don't want to discuss their money until now. Listen each week for Conversations with Money, featuring Franco Caligiuri and Marissa Sipolinski. Our guests make money the conversation piece. How to build and maintain wealth, working with charities, and money and family members. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. 
If you are in sales, do you repeatedly face the same challenges over and over? Slumping sales, job security worries, trying to get your brand off the ground. It's time to come over to a new way of thinking. It's time for Stand Up, Stand Out, or Stand Down with Malcolm Evans, the Sales Accent Guy. You'll hear what works today to keep you at the top of your sales game and increase your business directly from some of the most respected voices of the sales world. Tune in Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. listening to Story Powered with Leanne Pico. If you want to find out more about Leanne or the program, connect with us on the web at verygoodstories.com. Now, back to Story Powered. Hello, welcome back. I'm Leanne Pico and this is Story Powered. I am talking with Helen Kuiper from 24-7 Storytelling about shifting business mindsets. Um, Before the break, we were talking about the kinds of stories that impact business mindset and why mindset matters. And and we got some great examples from Helen about uh, businesses that had um, consciously chosen how to, uh, an overarching story. And we were talking about how uh, employees and customers and everyone else have have stories too that contribute. And it contributes to a collective story, if you like, um, or a collection of stories. Um, so, but we want to talk now about the how. And so you can have some, some ideas about if you are a CEO of a business and you're kind of stuck or if even if you're, you're an entrepreneur with a couple of staff and you're thinking, I want to grow this thing, but I want to do it in a purposeful way that, that uh, make sure that I create a culture where I want people to want to come in every day. So this is, this is, this is for you. This is, uh, these will have some action points for you to take away and some, um, some thoughts about how you can be more conscious about creating your culture and your collective mindset. So, so Helen, how does a business create a new mindset with story? Well, I think the first thing you need to do, and it's something that Yvonne talked about in the first section as well for her in a personal mindset, is that you need to figure out what the root cause of it is. So what stories can do is that stories can give you a lot more than just simply facts about something. So if you ask your staff for stories about certain things, you'll get a lot more information than just, you know, flat out asking them particular questions. And not until you have those stories can you actually find out what's really going on. I mean, I know the word is called storytelling, uh, and I, but I personally think that a lot, there's sometimes too much emphasis put on the telling aspect. I think listening I story, story listening is That's also right. so important. So the first step is when you're talking about changing your mindset, I think the first thing you need to do if you're, especially, if you're a CEO in, or you know, the boss of a smaller company is uh, to first figure out what's actually going on. And what you, can, what you then can do is that what you generally find is that there is a particular story or certain stories that are, you know, the root cause of the mindset, you might want to call that. And that story can prevent a change from happening. Um, uh, can I give you an example from one of my clients? Sure, that'd be great. Yeah, okay. So I'm, um, we're working for, for a, um, a large international paper company. And, um, you know, paper at the moment, it's, it's a difficult business to get into. I mean, we all sure know why, why that is with the computer and the social media and everything. And the CEO and his management staff, they could see that, that heading towards the future, their business might get into trouble. And they wanted to prepare their business for it. So they wanted to change some of the behaviors within their organization. Now, they have 5,000 staff all over the world in different factories. 
But they said, we need to start changing now or else we're going to be, you know, in trouble along the line. So the, the CEO, is a, he's a very eloquent speaker. He knows what he wanted. And he basically shared, you know, we're, we might get into trouble from years down if we don't do something. And he shared his story with the organization. And his story went out. They created a movie out of it. But to be perfectly honest, nothing really changed. Uh, what was happening is that they, they hadn't actually looked like, why are people not listening to this particular story and what's going on? And, and they, they finally went and asked people, they asked us, and we said, what to do? And we said, go ask people what's going, what's going on. And they figured out something really important. And that is the story, that the actual story, the mindset of the people in the factories was very, very different from the CEO and the management. Now, I'm not talking about the usual differences between management and staff. I'm literally talking about a particular difference about their perception of the business. The CEO and management could see trouble down the road, but the people in the factory, they were dealing with the day-to-day customers, and to be perfectly fair to them, the customers were incredibly satisfied with the work. So while the management was telling, we need to change the way the work because we're running into trouble, the day-to-day people kept hearing, but you're doing great work, but you're doing great work. Wow. So not until the... The CEO um, found out by really listening to his staff and, uh, and with help of his communications department and his HR department to find out what's really going on, he was able to then change his story, which took into account the, the actual other story of the people in the, in the factories. So he was able to, to, to basically retell a story, which was, I know, I, I know we're doing great work on a day-to-day basis, but at the same time, the price of paper is going up but the price we're selling at is going down. We have our credit crisis going on. We are in trouble if we don't do something. And uh, they, he changed the story. He kept the basis of what he, what he truly believed, but he changed it to match the mindset of his employees. And uh, he, they're, now, they're in the process of it, and it's, but the change is going far better than it was before because it took into account the mindset of his, you know, the great amount of his staff, which was all the people in the factory. That is such a great example. Thanks for sharing that because that's such a great example. And I've had clients too where similar dynamic is happening where the the leadership is saying we need to change, we need to change, and, and even using the language of change. And and the staff team is like, why? We're doing just fine. Like we're we're really we don't understand why you keep wanting us to change. And and you know, like anybody else who um you know a, on an individual basis, if if we're in a relationship or a friendship, if 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 you have somebody saying I want you to change, and you're perfectly satisfied with yourself, and you have other folks saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just fine. Then, then what? Like it, it is a it is a crazy thing to think about. Um, you know that we talk about change because just because we think you know we can see something coming, and often that's the CEO's job and the leadership job. But like you say, it's how that's communicated. And so again, you know the the idea of a mindset is you know a change mindset. Potentially, it's also about language and about um, how you how you can dive into that mindset and, and get into, you know, shifting it so that people are actually with you. Yeah, you made a really important point there, Leanne, and that is when people tell you you need to change, you even if you wanted to, you instantly don't want it anymore. No, that's because right. Because people really don't, you know, people really don't like to be told that they want to, they want to change. Yes, um, I've tried it in, so a, in a number of different that- settings. It doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, we, we go back to a conversation we previously had about being right. I mean, it's that thing about I know something and you don't know it, therefore you must change 
to to you know yeah. come to my my way of thinking and 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 when you, and it comes to entrenched mindset that's that's a very tricky thing to try and maneuver yeah because because what you're basically saying to people is I know I'm right and I'm going to shove it down your throat so yes. if you you know if you ask if you ask me that question how do businesses create a new mindset while using story it's the first thing I, I would say is it makes sure that your staff are included in the new story. Mm-hmm. So instead of instead of you know instead of having you know maybe I'm not saying your bad you know communications department your your most fantastic communications department but instead of having them come up with the story of your business ask your employees to be part of the story and create the story together. Um, we were working for a a local city here in the Netherlands uh, just this past December, and um, and the, the CEO there or they don't call it that but the director there. Uh, he wanted to do that. He said, I want to change. I want to develop a new strategy for the coming three years. And I want all of my staff included, but I don't know how to do that. So we basically said, do it with them all together. Create a shared story together, build a collective story. So we put 300 people in one room. And, um, and then we asked him, you have to give them, you know, a bit of a, uh, uh, you know, a, a starting point. Otherwise, it will go nowhere. And I know for a lot of CEOs, they find this difficult. They say, well, how can I ask all my staff to be part of the strategy? They're not usually part of it. They don't know. And I want to be in control. And I would say them this. I quote architects. Architects say, there is no space without walls. So what we asked to do, what we asked, uh, his name is Alexander, what we asked the director of the city to do, we said, can you give your staff the walls? And they will fill in the blanks in the story for you. So what he did was he, st- he, he, he stood up, you know, in front of his 300 people. He first told the story. And then he told them, he said, I want to become an excellent city. Not just a good city, an excellent city. An excellent city to live in, to work in, to be in. And he said, and, then I want, and I need your help. I don't know how to do that. But I'm looking for a way to change our mindset. Will you help me do it? And will you create a st- the story for me? Or with me, basically, and we did. For we spent an entire day looking at examples where we already saw excellent in the organization. We were looking for examples of places where we could change and become more excellent. But instead of doing that with a small group of people, which is normally the way of doing it, we did it collectively with 300 people. So all the people that are in the room, they they feel part of the new story, and they they therefore feel part of the new city in this case or the new business. And it's much easier for them to change their mindset. As soon as you're part of building it, it becomes part of you and it becomes part of your mindset. And so, you know, if you're a CEO or an entrepreneur or something out there and you're wondering how to do this, just, you know, that's your job. Find out what the walls are, but then leave as much space as you can for your staff to fill it in. And trust me, they will. And they will fill it in with much, much better stories than you ever thought was possible. Well, that's fantastic, Helen. And um, we've just got a couple minutes left, but I wanted to summarize that because it's a, these are really important points, which are, you know, and part of it is um, your staff are on the front line and they're dealing with the very people that you created your business to serve. So it makes a heck of a lot of sense to to include them in in um, in, in creating the new story because otherwise, you know, you can create a disconnect between your business and, and the actual people that you're trying to serve. So I just wanted to sum up, and I hope, and you can fill in the blanks here. So in terms of how to create a new mindset, we first of all, we want to look at the root cause. And, and the ways to do that are to ask your staff and to really get into what's going on, what's happening now for your staff. 
and then to create a new story together, um, which, which again, is built on potentially customer stories. It's built on their current experiences. It's built on their aspirations and, and coming together. And you find examples of what you want in, in the business itself, and you elevate that by tell, sharing those stories. And then you embed it into your own story as, as the leadership team. You, you take all that you've learned and you create a new story and then you, and then you create one that actually connects with the stories that you've been told and with the expectations and the mindset of your, of your people. Have I left anything out there in terms of steps? No, that was actually a, yeah, a very good job summarizing. I think the main thing, one thing to add, ask, add is, you know, when you're asking your staff, this is something you can practice. You have all these different questions. You can ask a question and get a yes or no answer. And you can ask a question and you get basic information. And you can ask a question that leads to a story. And I think that if, um, if managers and CEOs or, or anybody in work spends a little bit of time thinking about what is the right question to ask you to get a story, you will get far, far more information than you ever thought you would get. I absolutely agree. Make sure you ask the right question. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The right question, a great question will get you an even better answer. Perfect. Thank you, Helen. And thank you so much. We're we're at at the end of the show. So thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us again. No, absolutely. Anytime. I love talking to you. Okay, thanks, Helen. Thanks again to Helen Kuiper of 24-7 Storytelling for joining us today. Uh, if you want to know more about Helen, you can email her at helen at 247storytelling.com. That's 24-7storytelling.com. I also want to thank Yvonne Ruke Akpavita, author of Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life, for appearing on our Story of the Week. Honestly, what a great story and, and really helpful in terms of any goals that we want to accomplish. Change your mindset. Um, you can contact Yvonne at yvonne at oliveblue.com. And so, uh, funnily enough, Alan has led us to a, a great um, segue to our show for next week, which is actually all about uh, finding your employees' stories. I'll be talking with Gary Coppich of People's Voice Media in the UK about how the lessons learned in his community reporter program can be applied to business and engaging your own employees in storytelling. So we'll be able to continue this conversation next week in more detail, which is very exciting because, you know, talking to your employees is, is one of the most important things you can do, finding out their stories it will change your life. So Story Powered is on every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Thank you so much for joining me today, Liam Pico. This is Story Powered, and we'll see you next week with more story. Thank you for joining us this week for Story Powered. Leanne Pico invites you to tune in for another engaging program next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll help take your story and your business to the next level.